0: When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app of participating restaurants, 18+, plus. rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mo Kings Meadow. I'm your host Dean and this week we've got some actual football to talk about. Yes, on Sunday lunchtime Chelsea hosted West Ham United at Kings Meadow and joining me to talk about the game as ever is my co host Jane. Jane, how are you doing?
3: I'm good. I'm a lot less stressed out than I was last Monday.
2: Yeah, that's good yeah, to hear. Good it's to a lot better this week. So the victory on Sunday was a very special occasion as 400 or so supporters were welcomed back. Um, for the first time since February, Jane, you was there, um, but also in attendance were this week's guests, Hannah and Chester. How are you both?
1: We're good. Um, Happy after yesterday. Um, Obviously going back, which was fantastic just to see everyone. And then the result to top it off.
2: Good to hear. Um, Bit of tradition on the show now. We like to get our guests to introduce themselves, uh, talk about their background, how they got into the women's team. Um, so over to you two, whoever wants to choose to um, go first on that one.
4: So I got into the women's team because I lived quite locally to um, Staines Town Football Club and we had a leaflet come through the door and I kept bugging my dad to go uh, back when I was about 16 um, and I kept bugging him to go and we went along and we've had a season ticket ever since then and I've been following the women now for about five years, and we go to every home game and as many away games as we possibly can.
2: So it was a bit annoying when they moved over to Kings Meadow.
4: It wasn't too bad. We were about halfway in between both.
2: Well, not too bad then. So what have you been your sort of memorable matches or moments, sort of when you've been following the team?
4: Uh, my most memorable match has to be PSG away. Because there was just such a small amount of us there and it was just so special when Marin scored that goal because the team came over and we all celebrated together and there was just such a small amount of us there that it just made so much difference to the squad and they were so pleased that we were there and supporting them.
2: And who are your favourite players in in the current team and sort of since you've been following the team as well?
4: Uh, My favourite player is uh, Magda Eriksson. I've loved her ever since she came to the club. I think she's a fantastic player. We've actually struck up a quite a good friendship in the last couple of years and we, we chat quite a lot. So, yeah, definitely Magda for me. I just think she's a great human and she's just so kind and really, really spurs our team on.
2: Uh, and Chester, how about you? Who's your sort of favourite player?
1: Um, so mine, I mean, it's been changing through the, through the years, but I'd um, probably at the moment... I'd like to say, Sam Kerr, and especially after yesterday, um, it helped her a lot with getting the pressure off her back. And she's, from what we see on Instagram, she's a bubbly character and everyone loves her. And um, she definitely put a smile on our faces yesterday.
2: Yeah, I'm sure the listeners will agree on, on that one. Um, before we get started on the match review, um, as we've mentioned, yesterday was the first time that supporters have been back inside Kings Meadow for a very long time. Uh, myself was at the men's game on Saturday and that was you know, a really fantastic um, evening for everyone that was there. Um, Jane, if you want to talk us through your thoughts and feelings on being back in Kings Meadow.
3: I was, I was nervous, not for the game, just like like nervous and excited to be back and be back with everyone because it had been so long. Like the last game we went to was the Conte Cup final. So we ended like, ended it on a high. We just wanted to start it on a high again.
2: And luckily we managed to. Um, Chester, how did you find being back at um, Kings Meadow?
1: Um, It was, as Jane was saying, it was just nice to see everyone. And it was an opportunity for us as fans to celebrate winning the league with the players. Um, from last year because they hadn't had that opportunity Um, it was was obviously going to be nervous um, going back because we didn't really know how it was going to be but it felt quite emotional when um, the players came out and realised we were there and we were just singing and chanting away so hopefully um, we can continue that and go to many more uh, for the rest of the season
2: yeah, so I was watching on um, BBC Sport online. So obviously, I'm not a season ticket holder, so I couldn't be at the game. Uh, you can sort of see the after the game, sort of the the fans and and the players and how that sort of they responded to each other. Really, um, Hannah, anything you want to add on sort of being back in, in the ground?
4: Not really, I agree with the Jane and Chester. It was just fantastic getting to see everyone again and getting to support the club, pl- the club actually at the ground and being able to cheer them on and really let them know that they are being supported and that we've all been behind them the whole time.
2: No, it wasn't all plain sailing, though, was it? Um, a bit of controversy with your COVID declaration forms. Um, with the men's game, at five past eight, I had an email. At quarter past eight, I had a declaration confirmed, printed, ready to go the next day. It wasn't quite as straightforward with the women's team. Um, Jane, talk us through what happened.
3: It was, it was just a disaster, really. They were meant to obviously come through 24 hours before the game. Ours came through at half 11 uh, Saturday evening. And then obviously we had to get them printed. So people that didn't have a printer were panicking. But like a lot of us like helped each other out and printed if they couldn't. But then it turned out you didn't even need it printed in the end, they accepted it on the phone. So it wasn't... It wasn't as easy as we thought it was going to be. It was quite stressful, but it was worth it in the end.
2: Yeah, see on the, um, the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group Facebook page was a bit, um, bit of a meltdown on there on, um, on Saturday. People sort of questioning what was going on. The club weren't responding. As I said, with the men's game, really straightforward. So I'm not sure there won't be one club, one vision. Maybe um, give the admins to, who are in charge of the men's team. Sorry, just to go.
1: I think it's probably, as you say, there was probably more focus from the box office on um, trying to get the game at Stamford Bridge sorted. And then they forgot to, or there might have been just not as much accuracy on the women's. Um, because as Jane said, it was half past 11 when the form came through. But I, I think they just forgot to change it to a.m. instead of p.m. Potentially, because that would fit in with the twenty-four hours. Um, but it's the first game. It's the first game after what nine months, and the first time they've had to do this process. So hopefully, it's been a learning curve for everyone, and um, the next one um, will run a lot smoother.
2: We'll give them this game then, but um, next time be yeah. so polite yeah. in our um, response. Let's get yeah. into the game then. Um. Chelsea's 3-2 win over West Ham gave us a new WSL record of 12 consecutive wins at home. And our very own G become the first overseas player to make 100 appearances as well. Um, Jane's going to talk us through the lineup and the match stats from the game.
3: So Chelsea lined up in a 4-2-3-1 formation with Berger in goal. A back four of Torres, Dottir, Mielder, Eriksen and Anderson. A midfield t- two of Lerpos and G with Frank Herbie, Peniel Harder and Sam Kerr supporting Bethany England in attack. Um, Emma Hayes used four of her five available subs. Millie Bright replaced Maria torres Dotti in the 58th minute. Sophie Ingle and Guru Wrighton replaced G and Bethany England in the 67th minute. And Erin Cufford replaced the injured Sam Kerr in the 71st minute. That left Jess Carter, Jesse Fleming, Neve Charles and Carly Telford as unused substitutes. Chelsea had 63% per to West Ham's 33. Chelsea had 26 shots versus West Ham's nine. We had nine shots on target versus their four. We had nine corners versus their three. And we had eight fouls versus West Ham's 10.
2: So that's sort of the match stats from the game. And if you didn't know the result and you listened to that, you would think that Chelsea had a, Quite a comfortable afternoon, um, another routine win, but that wasn't the case. Um, West Ham were right in this game, and Chelsea did start well. The f- first of Kerr's hat-trick coming in the 15th minute. Um, some good pressure from G saw uh, Peniel Harder release, Frank Kirby on the right. She put on a plate for Kerr to tap that in. Um, Hannah, I'll come to you first. What did you make of the start the team made?
4: It made a really good start. It was really positive. The team came out with a really clear goal and it was very, very clear from the start of the match that you know we were we were there to win and that the players were really making sure that they were on top form to try and give a good performance for the fans that did make it to the game.
2: And, and Chester, did you think it was going to be a straightforward afternoon for the team after that goal?
1: Um, after that goal, we thought it was going to be plain sailing and straight after, G had a long-range shot. And we thought it was going to be 2-0, maybe 3-0 very quickly. But you could see, if once they scored straight after half-time, that the fact that we had an international break, the team hadn't been together. They'd only been together for four days. And it's kind of a stop-start. Um, while West Ham probably had more players with um, together during the break. And it kind of showed. And But... We were fortunate to get the goal, the second goal after air equaliser. So, um, we'll build on it. Um, and the main thing is we got the win.
2: Yeah, sort of after that, sort of the first goal, we sort of found ourselves restricted. Sort of the long range efforts, the West Ham goalkeeper made a couple of really good saves. Um, West Ham really exploited the space down the flanks and um, had a good chance after a defensive mix-up. Uh, Berger making a great save one on one with the striker. Jane, last week we didn't predict much from West Ham. Did they surprise you? Just how sort of good they were?
3: Yeah, they. I didn't surprise the like score to be three-two. I predicted like a clean sheet. Like for them not to have, they had obviously have a manager that stepped in, but to lose their manager not long ago, and to come out the way they did, I was very impressed.
2: Yeah. So the second half. Couldn't have started any worse. West Ham getting that um, equaliser. They come down the right side again. Really poor defending. Saw Daly tap into an empty net. Um, Chester, what did you make of the goal? Was it sort of uncharacteristic defending for Chelsea?
1: Um, I've watched a couple of times. The uh, the replay of the goal, and it um, kind of counter attack end was quite. Um, there was Leon, sorry, on the uh, left wings quite quick, and she managed to exploit the um the pace on that side ahead of Torres dotte um and create that space but how we let daily free on the on the back post near her i don't know so it might be just because it was straight after half time they hadn't um got settled into the second half yet um but as you said it was and um, it wasn't un- it wasn't like um, how secure the team are normally as a back four so uh, maybe it was just the tracking back because um, Jana and Magda were in the middle so there was the maybe the left wing shot back
2: I'm sure Emma had them reviewing that one on tape um, in training yeah. after the game um, so about 10 minutes later Chelsea got back in front Kerr getting her second uh, Peniel's hardest shot was saved by the West Ham goalkeeper but Kerr found herself in the right place again to tap home. Then the double sub came from Emma Hayes in the 67th minute and a minute later had a hat-trick after more good forward play or Kirby lay it to her on a plate who unfortunately got injured after scoring that hat-trick goal. Hannah, what did you see of the injury and how did you look sort of after the game and sort of after that injury?
4: We were actually stood right behind the goal. So we had a pretty good view of, you know, what happened. It was just a completely unfortunate clash of hips. Sam went to peel off to go and celebrate her goal. I actually think there was quite a good chance that she was ready to go and do her backflip. And as she went to peel off to run back, she just, the other player just was right behind her and they just completely clashed hips. Um, she looked. She looked okay after the game. She was trying to walk on it. I think it's hopefully just a bruise, and hopefully we should see her back soon.
2: Now at three one, it seemed as though the match was was won. We had control. The, the double sub really helped the balance of the team. You know, personally, I thought that that midfield two of G and, and Lewapols didn't have the right blend together. Uh, Jane, do you agree? How did you see the sort of team after that double sub?
3: Um, Like you said about G and Leopold, I don't think G has good games and then sometimes she has like a bad game. I don't think she was on her best. She could have played better this game. I've seen her in other games play a lot better, but it just, some days you play well, some days you don't. But overall, I did think they did work well together. Like the team did work well. It was just unfortunate that we obviously conceded them two goals.
2: Yeah, it seemed to me that sort of Emma's trying to get too much talent in the team, so to speak. You know, she's got so many options to choose from, um, but finding that balance obviously going to be difficult. Um, Chester, what what makes your ideal attacking four, and who sort of makes up those spaces from the
1: from the squad? So, um, I mean, yesterday was the first time I think we saw all four of uh, Fran, Beth, Sam and Penella playing together. And um, I think with Sam and Beth and Penella, it can get a bit congested in the center part. Um, and I, I felt when Erin came on towards the end, um, she gave a bit more dynamic with using the word a bit more so. Uh, Coming back from what we had from last season, um, Fran has stepped in from from what she obviously was suffering from last year and been fantastic. Um, So I think you can't drop her. And Emma loves Fran. Um, And then Sam, with with her goals in other leagues and so on, I think you've got to pay her. And unfortunately, with Beth being so fantastic for the last couple of years i think she's probably the one that hasn't stepped up i mean i know she had a operation this year i feel that she's probably the one that probably needs a bit more game time just to get back to where she is unfortunately as you know um there isn't that many games to keep everyone happy with
2: and Hannah, so uh,
1: I mean, we, we had we had yesterday. You forget that we had Guru come on, and then Erin came on, and you still had Ian Charles on the bench. So the options you have is more than anyone could imagine. But I, I, for me, the front four I would choose is Panilla, Sam, Fran, and Erin.
2: And Hannah, how about you? Who sort of
0: makes the cut for your ideal? starting for away days are great but there's nothing quite like playing at home the same goes for mcdonald's maximize your home ground advantage with mcdelivery you in order now on the mcdonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see McDonalds.com. dot com jk in all the years you've been following chelsea you hardly ever miss a match home or away But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, chitch, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boy's (laughs) life, it's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have. Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great. Uh, But yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Gidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash ChelseaFanCast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea FanCast. The link is in the podcast episode description box.
4: I have to agree. I think uh, Sam has been fantastic. Um, and That link I play with Fran has been incredible since Fran's been back. So I think those two might have to stay. Uh, I think Penilla is a great player and you can see hints of that she's just a bit like Sam when she first came she hasn't quite found her feet yet but I think once she has that those three connecting will be great and then I have to say the same I, I think Erin I just think she's so tough and she just brings so so much fight to the squad when you watch Erin play she will literally run as fast as she possibly can and as much as she possibly can from the very start, literally until the final whistle goes, she does not give up. She's so tough and she just is so, such a strong player in the squad.
2: Uh, and Jane, who, who misses out for you? Are you another one to leave Beth England out?
3: Yes, I am. Obviously, we've not seen as much of Beth as we did last season with everyone else, like with Fran back and obviously the sign of Peniel. Um, but I would choose Erin like Hannah said she's so talented and she just she doesn't stop like she's just come back from international break I think she played the full 90 minutes of both games obviously she came on as a sub but you'd never think she's been working so hard
2: you all sound like Phil Neville leaving England out can't believe (laughs) Uh, let us know yours Um, get in touch on Twitter Instagram email however Um, 88th minute Captain Ericsson somehow managed to almost shoulder the ball into the net, giving West Ham a little bit of belief in the last few minutes. Uh, Hannah, what was the mood like in the stands after that own goal? Was it a bit nervous, a bit tense? I don't
4: think it was actually that nervous. I think, I mean, compared to what it was like in PSG that night, it, it was not nervous at all. I think we still had quite a bit of belief in the squad and I think, because it came so late in the game, I think we kind of all believed that the score could hold on and that we were going to come away with the three points.
2: Uh, and Chester, how did you feel about sort of the game overall and the result?
1: Uh, pleased? Uh, yeah, very pleased. Because um, it was the first it was the first game for the players for nine ten months without fans. So for them, it's something new. Um, and then you got to think the international break. Um, so, it's a stop-start. So, we were players coming in trying to get um, jail together. And then, I mean, we, we're playing Sunday lunchtime. We've got um, games on Wednesday and then again on the following Sunday. And then, so, we it, the games before Christmas, you've got five, was it five games? Five, six games in December, which um, Emil... And everyone else will want to win. So squat rotation is very important. So to get the first win um, ready for Wednesday night is good.
2: And Jane, I believe you got the results of our player of the match vote. I don't think anyone's going to guess this one.
3: So we asked everyone on Twitter to vote for the player of the match. And no surprise, Sam Kerr ran away with it, receiving 75% of the vote.
2: I can't believe she didn't get 100% of the vote. she called got a hat trick. Come on, people. What more do you want? Anyway, coming up, uh, as Chester mentioned, you know games are coming thick and fast now, and we start off with our Champions League game against Benfica in Lisbon. Um, Benfica are a team we know very little about. Um, Chester, this is a competition we all want to win. Um, do you think Emma's going to go sort of full strength for this game?
1: I think she has to. Um, she rested players like Sophie and Millie um, yesterday just to give them that little bit of rest ready for Wednesday. Um, because, as you know, European football is dangerous. If you, if you if you go away and don't come back with a good result, you could be at the tie. So I think they've got to go for it. Um, Benfica, I mean, they are technically ranked the second lowest, but they haven't been in Europe before. So, And some of their results have been outstanding in Portugal. So... We just had to be wary, try and get a positive result, and finish their tie off in Kings Meadow in nine days' time.
2: Now, Hannah, I said a couple of episodes ago when we got the draw that um, because Benfica players didn't have Wikipedia pages that this would be quite an easy game for us. Um, I've also learnt that they've got a cup final this weekend um, from last year's competition. Um, so, do you agree with that assessment of no Wikipedia, no good?
4: I have to say I don't. I think j- just it being in the Champions League, it's so unpredictable. You could go away and be top of the Champions League and have won it last year and still lose away from home. I just think we've got to be realistic and we've got to be ready for whatever they bring because they they could provide a wonder, it being such a big competition and the fire being in their bellies, So we really do need to be on our best defending and really trying to link
2: up our play to score some goals. I think Emma should steal that for a team talk. Um, it's got me um, back down to earth. Um, that game is on Wednesday. Um, I believe you can watch it on the website and the fifth stand app they've announced. Um, is that three o'clock as well? Yeah. Yeah. yeah three
3: three cool. on, <laughs> the fifth stand and YouTube as well.
2: Just see that today. So I had to change that in the script. Um, in the league this weekend, more familiar opposition against Brighton, Hove Albion. Jane, you've got the lowdown for us on them.
3: So, Brighton currently sit in eighth position. They've played eight, one, two, drawn two and lost four. They've scored six goals and conceded 15 so far. Against the big teams, they've got a 0-0 draw against Man City. They've lost 3-0 and 5-0 to Manchester United and Arsenal. They did, however, recently beat yesterday's oppo- opponents, West Ham, 1 0.
2: It's a bit of a mixed bag from Brighton. Hannah, the potential this one could be a tough game given you know, we've got a Champions League game on Wednesday. Um, but given the attacking talents we've got, you know, we should have too much for them. Um, how would you sort of see this game going? I'm a
4: bit sceptical when we play Brighton because I'm sure Jane will remember last year we went away to Brighton. And we had an absolute mare of a time. So since then, I've been absolutely on edge when we play Brighton, um, just hoping that we can get the win and, you know, that that link up play continues. I think we can win it and I think we will win it. But, yeah, just nerves from what happened last year. Uh,
2: Chester, how about yourself? How do you see the game going?
1: Um, I mean, it really depends what happens on Wednesday night. Um because if we come away with a positive result, Emma might think that we're already through and then she'll put a strong team out against Brighton, but if um, if not, I mean, we've got a fantastic squad, so I'd feel that any team that we put out against um, Brighton should be capable of doing the job, and I mean, they, they failed to beat Spurs yesterday, so... We should, and we beat Spurs this season so we should take note on that but these these are the type of games that you can stumble up on in a title race so we've just got to be fully aware of the situation
2: Let's get a prediction from you Chester um, if you want to start us off
1: um, I'm going to go for a 2-0 so not a high scoring Hannah how about you? I think it'll be Three one
3: to us, Jane. I'm going to go two one to us.
2: Oh, I'm going to be the most positive. I think again, um, maybe that's because I'm not glad the experience of um, the nerves yet. But three nil for me, <laughs> routine, straightforward, nice Sunday afternoon. Um, it's time for the emails now, and we've got two this week, which is very nice after none last week. Um, Jane, you're going to read number one from Janique Chesman. If we read that name wrong, we're very sorry, Um, but we're doing our best.
3: Hello, uh, Jane and Dean. Just wanted to say, keep up the good work. Love that you're doing a podcast exclusively for the wonderful Chelsea Women's Team. The first few episodes were great, but I can't wait for you to get into some full match reviews. I've been a supporter of Chelsea since I was twelve, and more recently have been closely following the Women's Team. I'm happy that that as of last year. I've been able to catch all the WSL action on the FA FA player app, even in the United States, whereas before I just followed the women on social media accounts. This year, NBC is also picking up some WSL games in the States, which is really exciting. As a fan of Chelsea women and of fo- women's football more gener- generally, I appreciate the work you're doing. Hopefully when... We've all got a handle on COVID in our respective countries. I can venture over to King's Meadow again and meet you guys in the Chelsea Women's Supporters Group. I was at the Chelsea Man City match last December and had the best time. Can't wait to return. All the best, Janice.
2: Uh, Lovely email there. Yeah, the sort of game, sort of the WSL game is sort of booming in the States with this um, new TV rights. And and Chelsea have got a huge audience over there, um, especially from the men's team. So They're really sort of picking up the women's game as well now. And we've got um, our second email also comes from the United States and it's from Herb. He says, hey team, just wrapped up watching the big win with fans back here in the States and thought that if I tried to help you get some things to talk about for the podcast. First, I think you're doing a great job. Always great to listen to people talking about the ladies. They're such a great team, so accessible and so much chemistry between them. It's fun to know that they're so well formed off the field as well. I had a few observations to comment on, just wanted to see what you all thought. Number one, I think this year there was bound to be disruption in the smoothness of play in the team with so many new weapons. But the team is learning to play with whatever available lineup they have, and we're still winning, so I think we're all good there. Number two, I don't think the impact of Fran can be understated. Her presence, speed and accuracy and control of the ball can really disrupt the right, and without her the games are really different. Plus, she's so assertive. She really seems to take control and forces the opposition to change to her. It's so good to have her back. What's super important is she makes Sam better with her presence, which has been critical. Number three, I've seen some criticism of the team wanting to walk the ball into the goal. I, too, feel the team is doing whatever they can to be generous and pass more than shoot. But I think Emma wants to maintain possession and control more than take lower probability shooting opportunities. I think this leads to lower scoring games, but we're still winning. What do you all think about that? So much more we can talk about. Love the team. Keep up the good work and looking forward to your next episode. Go Blues. Cheers. Herb from Chicago. So we'll quickly dive into those points you made there. Um, Chester, do you agree with the points that Herb makes there about sort of the disruption from the team?
1: Um, a little bit. Um, I mean, number one, sorry. I mean this with new players and with the, as I was saying, with the international break, breaks coming in, players having the opportunity to gel and and they it's world-class players at the end of the day, but their games are so individual. Um, Penelope was coming from the German league, which we would say is a bit, isn't as competitive in, in the league itself. then Sam's come from the States and Australia. So it's two different styles of games coming into the English game and and coming back, I think has been a big positive and, um, with them all gelling together, it will take its time. And the fact that we're getting the results at the same time is good. So, um, I think with them, with no internationals and a long period, um, with the team together, I think it'll, it'll be a successful um, festive period.
2: And Hannah Herb gave a sort of glowing appreciation of uh, Super Fran. Um, I'm thinking you're going to agree with the points he makes there on, on Fran Kirby.
4: Yeah, definitely. I think she's come back so strong. It was such a like sad time for her when she was poorly, and you know it was. You could tell that she was missed from the team, and she's just come back. As Emma said in her. Uh, press interview yesterday, she's come back stronger, she's come back faster and she's just got so much fight and you can see how much it means to her to be back in the squad. And he made a point about, you know, Sam being better with Fran and that's been really obvious. They've been linking up so often that that's been very clear that that's been a positive change.
2: Yeah, two assists for Fran, for for Sam yesterday. Um, Jane, on the last point that Herb makes, sort of walking the ball into the net, um, Sam obviously had three tap ins yesterday into the open goal. But we also did have a few long range shots. Do you sort of agree with that assessment? We're trying to walk the ball in, or do you think um, it's just a case of how them forward players are playing at the minute?
3: Yeah, like you said, we did. Sam obviously got the three goals, and the players did just, when they had the opportunity, they did try and shoot and score, which is all they can do if they see an opportunity. Like Sophie last year against Arsenal, she saw that opportunity to shoot and she did, which and she scored, which was amazing. So I think when the players see the opportunity, they're just going to go for it.
2: Yeah, and also the West Ham goalkeeper made two really good saves from the long-range shots. And if she doesn't, then, you know, we're talking about a 5-2 win, sort of the highest scoring games coming back out there. Um, again, massive thank you to Janique and Herb for emailing in. Remember, if you've got anything you want to say about the team, the games or the show, please get in touch with us at wenttomokingsmeadow at gmail.com and we will read them out. Now, that is all we've got time for this week. Our meeting time on Zoom is, is ticking away. I've got my eyes on it. Um, and I've now lost my place. There we go. Um, Jane, it's been a pleasure talking to you again this week. Um, I'll see you again here next week.
3: Yep, same time, same place. Uh,
2: to Hannah and Chester, you know, a big thank you for joining us. Um, it's great to get um, your perspective from being inside Kings Meadow as, as someone that hasn't been yet and sort of doesn't um, doesn't know the ins and outs of the game. It's really good to talk to people that uh, experienced it all for a long time. So thank you very much for coming on the show. My okay, pleasure uh, so remember you can email us at wenttomokingsmeadow at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you and all emails however long, short, good or bad get read out on the show um, You can follow us on Twitter at Mo Kingsmeadow, me at Dean Mears, Jane at JaneChapelX, Hannah at underscore, uh, sorry, at 04 underscore Hannah and Chester at ChesterBates93 You can also follow us on Instagram at wenttomokingsmeadow So until next time Chelsea fans, from Kingsmeadow to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying high